We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is to hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. Welcome back to another episode of What the World Needs More Of. I'm here with my good friend, Davis. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're going to jump right in and start with, Davis, what do you feel the world needs more of? Well, I would say uh, empathy or compassion. I think the world needs more of that. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Now, we had your husband on last episode, so I, I find it. And I'm a bit curious, but I, I find it interesting that you all share that as a common valid and value of what you see the world needs more of. Has that always been that way? Or has it been something that's grown while you've been together? I don't think it's always been that way. It's definitely something that we've fostered. Um, I would say that starting out, like we, we had our values and things that we lived by. And we never really took a good look at ourselves. That's okay. <laughs> it, it's interesting. I think when you bring two people together, um, that th- that concept of having their own individual values, but we don't realize what those values are until we're literally living with another human being. Right. And all of a sudden they do something and we go, oh no, that's not how it's supposed to be done. And you go, crap, I think I value that. And like, okay, I'm going to write that one down because they don't know <laughs> I'm mad at them right now. <laughs> and over time, things start to shape. And I, I think if I, if I could admire you both a little and, and give a compliment, what I've seen you both do so well is learn about each other. And, and just from the, the you know, few times we've hung out together, really craft who you are together in the world. It was interesting when we invited you to come on and, and share here. Um, which we can edit and do all <laughs> kinds of fun stuff. We probably won't because it's great and natural and authentic <laughs> to share yeah. what's real. Uh, but but the concept that we invited you, you guys were a unit. You said, hey, we will come on the show. And, and, and I was talking to my wife thinking, huh, we've never had two people on the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess we could do it. Let me figure out how to rearrange the studio and figure out how to record this one. Um, but But there's something very special there where you're cohesive, you work together. And, and the only reason I asked that question was, is it something where you've learned to work together or just have you always worked together a, a, as a unit? Because it's very special. You don't see that all the time. I, I, I've had the privilege of meeting lots of people from all over the world. And, and, and sometimes one, you know, you'll, you'll say something and he'll look at you with like a weird face of, really? That's what <laughs> you think? Or he'll say something and he'll get whacked upside the head and he's like, oh, he always says shit like this. <laughs> and it's just funny because you see people who, who are two autonomous little things working side by side instead of together as a, as, a, as a team. And someone pointed this out last week. They said, you know, are you a group, meaning individuals sat next to each other in the same space, or are you a team? Mm. two people working together towards a similar values and mission. Thank I like, you so much. Yeah. I was like, smack, that's a different way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are certainly a team. 
Yeah, thank you. You have we a really similar mission. You're aligned and you move towards it. Thank you. Yeah, we. it's something we're constantly working on. I don't think it's something that just came completely naturally. I think we do work very well together, but it's something that we're working on every day and communicating if something isn't working, you know, to bring it back together or to, to learn how to work better together. Um, yeah, we did intend to do <laughs> the, uh, the interview together, which is probably why I had the same answer as him. That's <laughs> so okay. sitting here trying to think of something different from that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Say exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. So I guess it's just having more empathy in the world. I, I find that, you know, we look at other people and we used to think like, oh, well, they're just not doing things like in the best way with their health or with their relationship. But then when you get in it yourself, you start to realize like, oh, well, you know, there are challenges, there are things that you just don't understand about the other person. And so coming from a place of empathy and just saying, maybe they've got something going on that I don't understand yet. And maybe I'll learn that lesson one day and I'm just not there yet, but just having some space for them so that they can, you know, go through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's powerful what you just said, knowing they're going through something. And that's usually obvious on the surface of like, whoa, if someone's, you know, I think it was a course of miracles. It says it's either an act of love or a cry for help. Mm. And if it ain't love, it's a cry for help. (laughs) And, and if, they're showing you their cry for help. You're like, wow, something's going on in that human's world. That, that what you just said is really important. I might not be there yet to fully understand what they're going through, but hopefully someday I will be, and then I can really understand and relate. That, that's important. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of people don't take time to have that little understanding or insight to maybe I'm just not there yet. Because a lot of times we judge the other person and go, oh, something's wrong with them. Instead of maybe I don't even know how to understand what they're going through. Right. And if I don't understand, I try to find, you know, the feeling that they are experiencing in that moment. And Mm. chances are I can relate to that feeling. Mm. So, I mean, I might not have, you know, lost a, you know, a kid or something like that, but I can experience, you know, sadness and, Mm. you know, loss and all these other things. And then I can say, okay, how did that feel for me in other moments? And it's like, well, you know, didn't feel great. So how can I be there for them knowing that that's how it felt for me in a different situation? Mm, that's powerful. So I try to bring that in, but I know that it's something you're constantly working on. You can't just always go through life and, and be conscious. Like it, you learn as you go. That's true. I, I think we normally learn by, by running into brick walls and yeah. <laughs> not realizing they were bricks until yeah. we're face first smashed up against them. Like, Oh shit, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of you, I'd love to know what do you feel your wow factor is and maybe what are one or two moments in life that help shape it? Wow factor. Okay. Um, well, and another way to think about it is what makes you uniquely you? All right. Well, I think that my dad and husband can attest that I, have a certain intensity that I bring to my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'm pretty regimented and I like to get stuff done. So I think that that, I know, can serve me in many ways. And I know it can also not serve me, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably my wow factor is just that intensity and that drive to, to get through the day in a certain way. Yeah. Where did it come from? What are some of the moments to help shape it? Hmm. I think... Uh, I think growing up, it was something that was fostered. I mm. see my dad in the way he is, and I've always wanted to be like him. And so I think I I try to model what he did in his life and what he still does. Mm. And I have a brother who is a little more laid back than me. Mm. <laughs> so I think by contrast, I've just kind of taken on that role while he's kind of been a little more chill. Got it. Yeah. 
Very cool. Are you the oldest? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, usually the oldest learns how to do what, what's most rewarded. There and, you go. And, and possibly the second, if not the third or fourth, certainly rebels in ah. some way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty, uh, pretty fitting. Yeah, it's entertaining when you watch it unfold. <laughs> you're like, hmm, how did that happen? <laughs> I, I love it. Here, here's a question. What about a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? moment that made me feel incredibly humble um I was in a pretty bad car accident when I was six and a half months pregnant so this was last year and I was driving back from a meeting that I had up at our assisted living facility it was like an hour drive away from home and somebody was texting and driving they rear-ended me pushed me into a concrete divider I rebounded off of that and I was hit by two more cars wow um initially driving into the concrete I thought this is it. Like I'm done. Mm. You know, we were going probably 80 miles an hour. So it was incredibly fast. It all happened very quickly. And when I realized that I had made it through the initial hit, I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) I'm alive. Um, I got out and you know, there's cars coming at me because I'm on the highway and I'm in the middle of all these lanes. And I'm like, what do I do here? Like, you know, I'm, I'm alive, but where do I go from here? So Luckily, my phone was nearby. I called my husband, told him what was going on through, you know, screaming and crying and whatnot. It wasn't very clear, but he was able to come and find me and I was taken to the hospital and the whole time I'm, I'm unaware, like, is my baby okay? Mm. And all I could say when people are asking if I was all right is I, I don't know. Um, I'm pregnant. I need to, I need to get to a hospital. Mm. And I think for probably four or five hours, I just had no idea if, if the baby was all right. And I think that was incredibly humbling because it's like, you just, you get so tied up in your work. You get so tied up in, you know, okay, we have to hire on these people. We have to get all X, Y, Z done. And I think it was like a, a good timing of like, none of this matters. None of this actually matters when, you know, your life is on the line, when the life of your unborn baby is on the line. Um, so I think it was incredibly humbling to go through that. And then obviously at the end, we found out he's okay. Mm. But that whole time, like five hours felt like months because the time just slows down when you're waiting for that one answer. Yep. Wow. What an experience. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a blessing y'all are okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very fortunate. Holy moly. And, and I mean, I could only imagine going through that moment and you getting spun around on the freeway. Th- you got off the freeway? Nah, not. the. Uh, they took me uh, in an ambulance off the freeway. So. Oh, wow. So you had to wait had until to wait they got there. there. Yeah. Um, luckily, there was a response vehicle, like an incident response that was leaving work. So they were off duty. They started driving, and I, I thought, oh, someone's coming already. That's amazing. Um, they blocked off the lane for me, and my husband and I actually share our location with one another on our iPhones. Mm. So he knew exactly where I was without me knowing because I couldn't explain. I mean, I'm on the highway. I'm like, I don't know where I am, but I need help. So, yeah, they came and and got me, called the ambulance. And, you know, obviously my car was totaled, so I wasn't able to leave in any other form except for in the ambulance. So they took me in a stretcher and I'm being, you know, whisked off by myself. I can't even be with my husband. It was just this whole crazy ordeal. And, you know, crazy enough, a few months after that, we were at a party and I met this one girl and she was like, yeah, I was in an accident and the baby died. Mm. And it was just like my heart sank when I heard that because it's like you you kind of 
realize after the fact like okay like I lived you know that that happens but then you don't fully understand the other side of what could have happened Mm. so it was it was really strange to to meet someone who had gone through the same thing but didn't have the positive outcome of keeping their baby wow yeah what an experience yeah (laughs) holy moly what about (laughs) speaking of something like that it's hard to change subjects (laughs) on the next one but what what about an awe-inspiring moment I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is when my son was born. We had a very complicated labor and delivery. Um, It resulted in an emergency C-section after 41 hours. And seeing his face for the first time when he was placed in my arms, I I just don't think there's a moment that is more awe-inspiring than that. Because it was like, holy shit, he's okay. (laughs) And here he is, this little being that I've grown in my stomach for the past you know nine months mm-hmm. felt him kick from the inside seen him on the ultrasound and here he is like in person in the flesh so that was just like the coolest moment ever and to have my husband by my side there and like it was just it was amazing it was magical that's cool yeah i'd be thinking we 3d printed you <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's awesome what about your greatest fear a hundred percent it's losing someone I love Mm. like I think about that constantly a little more than I should Mm. but yeah losing anybody that I love family members friends I just I I get so scared about that Mm. it's the wild part is it's a part of life and so there's a normalness about it but none of us hope it's a recent soon to be part of life Exactly, um, and and it, it's such a wild thing, especially when you've had moments where you've been so close. You realize how precious and and how short things can be, and how quick things can change. Yeah. Um. And and it wasn't even you doing something; it was just life kind of happening. Yeah. Uh, and, and and it's wild. It reminds us how how much chaos is going on in the world, and how much uncertainty there is. Yeah, and how precious life really is too, because like that's the stuff that's irreplaceable. You can't you can't replace family members can't replace friends yeah yeah and and there's an interesting thought about that that might change somewhere in the future <laughs> oh my goodness which is a wild thought <laughs> and there's a guy named ray kurtzwell I, I think you guys are familiar and 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 the way they're looking at they haven't bridged the thought of consciousness of will it be the same person but they are piecing together how to recreate all the parts and and so the thought of, you know, at, at some point in history, it's just kind of a weird thought. Um, they might be able to replace the heart and replace the lung and replace the leg and replace the arm and replace the eye and replace the ear. And and no no one's quite figured out what happens when. Like, is it actually the same person or is it just a, a, a 3D printed thing that's now still moving and breathing or... It's a much longer discussion than this. It's very out there for sure. It reminds me of a Black Mirror episode where they're taking like email content and whatnot, putting it into a robot to recreate a loved one through their, you know, their text, their tone. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if we'll ever, well, I'm sure we will get to that point. Sometime in human history there will be, but I don't know if it'll be our generation. I don't know if our lifetime. The weird part will be the question of, is it still them? Yeah. Because there's that concept of what makes them special, the c- the fear of losing a loved one. Right. What part of it makes it so special? And 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 that's yeah. an interesting thought to consider because so often, um, it might be an aspect of them, or it might be the feeling of them, or it might be just the the 
having them around or whatever that piece is. But it's very interesting for different people. I've noticed everyone has a different experience of what it is that makes the relationship or the connection or the person so special to them. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, but for people listening, it might be an interesting thought. Yeah. You know, if, if you ever had a fear of losing someone, what, what about them makes them so special? And how can you kind of capture that? Yeah, I think it's pretty common, so. No, it's very common. Yeah. You know, I, I, I lost a, a grandmother pretty early. She was only 62. Mm. But to me, she's never been gone, um, which is weird. But anytime I want to hang out with her, I just close my eyes and put her next to me and, and hang out. Wow. And I can really still beautiful. hear all the things she says and, and experience all the ways she was. I mean, she was an interesting cat. And <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I'm like, she's not gone. I can close my eyes and hang out with her any day yeah. of the week. Yeah. Um, and, and a mutual friend of ours, Mina, taught me about that. She said when she was hiking in Nepal, when she was coming back down, she was crying. And the, the, the person who was carrying her bag was like, what are you crying about? And he was nicer than that. But, but why are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she says, because I'm going to miss this place. Aww. And and I'm gonna miss you, and I'm gonna miss this experience. I'm gonna miss these views. I'm gonna miss all the people we've met and all the places. All oh, this is incredible. I'm gonna miss it, and that's why I'm crying because I love it so much, and I feel like I'm gonna miss it. And he started laughing, and again, not the kindest response in the world. <laughs> She's like, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> and, and he says, "Honey, uh, life is like the mist. It soaks into you, and it'll always be part of you from this moment mm. forward. All you have to do is remember that it's part of you." And she kind of stood there. She's like, okay, this guy's deep. <laughs> That's very profound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's one of those moments. And I, I, somehow I, I, I caught that early. And, and so that fear, I just have a very different experience. I, yeah. I don't want them to not physically be here. Yeah, it's a good perspective, though. It's it's a nice shift. It's just, it just feels different. a little bit easier. Yeah, but yeah. I, a lot, a lot, a lot of people I've heard, the yeah. fear of losing someone or something in life is, is really big. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Here's a question. From fears to excitement, what's something you're really excited about in the future? Again, <laughs> my husband and I kind of have the same answer, mm. but um, watching our son grow up and mm. growing old with my husband, I, I get so excited to, you know, have celebrations of, you know, five-year, 10-year, 20-year, you know, 50-year wedding anniversaries together and, you know, bringing the people that we love around to just celebrate and amplify that. So I think that's something I'm most excited for is growing old with him oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's very special we're going to switch gears now we're going to dive into the nuts and bolts section so this is the section where we talk about tangible practical applicable uh direct types of things a and we've covered a, a lot so far there's so much in here that people can take and, and learn from and apply and experience a better life because of it experience more love or joy or laughter or, or, or just more humanness in the moment from what you've shared so in this next section i'd love to know what do you focus the majority of your thoughts and life and time in each day right now? I'm very focused on uh, our almost nine-month-old son. Mm -hmm. My day is kind of divided up into increments of two to three-hour periods. Mm. So I'm very focused around like his nap schedule at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, having said that, like I think that I focus a lot of my time around um, what can I do to be the best mother for him? Mm. Researching constantly about his development and how I can encourage his development. Um, researching on business in my, you know, few minutes of time that I'm not taking care of him when he's napping. Um, calling my husband and just seeing how his day is going. Mm. Reaching out to my family, making sure that everybody's kind of doing well and keeping everyone together because we're definitely spread out around the world. My mom's in Canada. My dad's in Belize. Mm. Um, 
you know, we're all just kind of all over the place. So I like to just make sure that everybody's, you know, still all on one page. So basically you're superwoman. <laughs> you're oh, doing everything you. under the moon plus some. It doesn't always plus feel like that. Plus sneaking in interviews over lunchtime. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's impressive. <laughs> and, and, and in doing all of that, what's one of the keys to your success? Honestly, I'm very old school. We joked about this beforehand, but I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. I've used it since, uh, you know, elementary school <laughs> mm-hmm. and I've got like my highlighters and I have color coding. And so I definitely write everything down. I have like different colors for different areas of life. Mm-hmm. Um, that keeps me very organized. And then the other thing that I would say is, you know, I appreciate the compliment of being superwoman, but I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it's to get the right people on your team for whatever you're doing in life, whether it's business, whether it's raising a child, anything like that. I'm able to be here because, you know, we have we're very fortunate to have our nanny there for this hour. So it's getting the right people that know what to do on your team so that you can succeed because you're not going to be able to do it all in life. Wow. I I love that humbleness. I love that recognition of the fact that, hey, we need a team to, to grow this child, to take care of our life, to yeah. build our businesses, to do all the things. That's remarkable. And here's a question. What's one actionable tip people listening in can use to achieve or experience this kind of success in their life? Okay, actionable tip. I would say I'm very focused on time. Mm. So if I know that I have a meeting or a nap or something at a certain time, I count back. So I say, okay, when do I need to leave to be there at? Okay, I need about you know 30 minutes. And then I say from 30 minutes, what needs to happen? So I kind of like count back instead of just trying to like section out time as I go mm. so that I know if I'm hitting the milestones in order to get there on time. And I guess it matters because you need to show up in life. Mm. You can't just oh, be late or, you know, I don't know, wing it. So in my mind, you kind of have to, you know, set a time and be there. And I think when you can divide up your day into increments. It makes it a lot easier to hit those targets. Wow. I really love that. Thank you. I, I fall into the other category. <laughs> I tend to always be late. Um, I, I read an article that says optimistic people are the most inconsistent people when it shows the coming up on time only because they're so optimistic about it. They think they can <laughs> actually do it. Like they think they can drive a hundred miles in 20 minutes and it's like, I could totally do it. I admire that big time. My husband's the same way. So I totally understand. And but, um, but <laughs> there's I, a I beauty just, to the other side. The, for sure. I, I just learned something though. I'm like, work backwards. As simple <laughs> as that is, that's pretty profound. That's like, wait a minute. Here's how much has to happen. And then how much time work backwards from there and then backwards from there and back from here. And pretty soon I'm like, oh shit, I got to get moving. <laughs> Because there's so much that has to happen. Yeah. And then to be able to fit it all in those increments, yeah. it it makes sense. <laughs> it, it's just not the way, you know, my brain has ever functioned. So thank you for gotcha. that. Gotcha. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's useful. <laughs> I'm going to start mapping shit backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was going the wrong direction the whole oh, time. I was man. mapping it forward, optimistically <laughs> thinking I could do it all. Yeah, you got to go backwards, see it forward. It's a little dance. Oh, man. <laughs> I see it now. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, for sharing a little life and love and humanness uh, today. Thank you so much, Derek. I appreciate your time and having me on your podcast. Dude, with everything going on in your world, I appreciate your time and thank <laughs> you for sharing it with us. It's very special and, and we, we appreciate you taking, both of you, for taking so much time to share with us today. Thank you. And for everyone listening, as always, if you enjoy this episode, please click subscribe. 
uh, please share. We like sharing. We think, you know, sharing is caring and we like caring people around here. So if you don't mind, tell someone about this, share an episode with them, let them tune in and experience a little more love, joy, life, humanness, and whatever it is they can take from here and apply to their life and have a little bit of better day today or tomorrow than they did yesterday. Um, so thank you again for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you all next episode. Thank you.